Oh, mama mia, mama mia, mama mia. Hi, Fanshawe yeah, College. <laughs> Hi, Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Aden, and I'm the multimedia reporter for the Interbank. Welcome to the wrap up where Sarah Wallace and I chop it up. Chop it up. I'm never going to get that day. intro right the first time. I'm never going to get that <laughs> intro right. It's every episode is the same thing. But you know what? It's fine. As We're I said. We're making it work. Exactly. Sarah, Sarah Wallace and I are here to chop it up about the BS. So what's on my mind? Hmm. Let's start now. I don't know about you listening and I don't know about you, Sarah, but uh, mid-semester fatigue is hitting me hard. <laughs> Girl, I Ooh. just emailed my prof last night literally mm -hmm. in tears because I was like, hi, professor's name that I won't disclose. Um, <laughs> you're my favorite prof and you've had me for two years now. So I'm going to be frank with you. I'm losing my goddamn mind. And I just like, sent a whole like rant of an email because I have her midterm on Tuesday and I was just mm -hmm. like, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. See, that's the thing. It's it's so hard one to ask for help so good for you but oh my god i i just i can't even speak i can't even think right i'm just like man i need a break and speaking of breaks i don't know about you guys but fanshawe decided to ixnay their fall reading week so technically we only have one break and that is starting next week <laughs> our reading week for for spring starts next week and i'm like bruh didn't you guys just finish it? Like, didn't you guys have one like a week and a half ago or something? Like, yeah, literally. This is your first it, week back. This is our first week back. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it finished. It finished on the nineteenth. Wow. I so see that to me week. makes more sense of a break where they're just like, okay, you know what? Right before you get to that mid semester fatigue, let's give you a little bit of a break. But here they're like, no, 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 no. Let's let's make your last semester the hardest semester, and then give you a break after the fact when you actually need it or after when you would probably need it and then make the break so that you're probably working for the vast majority of the time and i'm like i i literally i don't have to do this podcast by the way guys podcast will be gone during reading week i get a break uh, <laughs> i was about to say the one thing that i'm looking forward to is like oh my god i have one day like i have one day where i don't do anything i'm so excited for that and i'm like i'm sure something is going to even come up then or there's something else that i could be working on oh man but all of this has me wondering and brings us to the topic of today politics now yes we've we've had our fair share of conversations about politics before sarah so that's nothing new but my focus more is on student politics and just all these decisions that are being made for us i want to understand where we can i guess try and find our voice because it seems like so many ludicrous decisions were made at least here at fanshawe uh, from the administrative side that affects students and it seems at least from where where i'm sitting that there's no i guess conversation with us there's no there's no town hall meeting <laughs> there's nothing it just seems like somebody sitting in in a computer probably at home because of covid and being like hmm I know they're not thinking, how can I fuck over students? But I'm like, hmm, it seems like you're thinking, how can I fuck over students? You know, realistically, it's probably how can I save money, which is inevitably going to fuck over students because, aha, school's a business. But I really do want to understand who's, who is making these decisions and how we as students can get more involved. Now, granted, I'm in my graduating year, so this is on all you guys coming back. 
Um, but for you, Sarah, I want to start. How did you become interested in student politics? What was the thing that got you, I guess, excited to be like, I want to understand what's happening at school and who are making these decisions? You say it like I'm interested in student politics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but re realistically, it's it's mainly because of my job. Because I kind mm -hmm. of, I have to be involved in it. I have to know what's going on at the school because it directly affects us. Since mm -hmm. technically the Gazette is a subsidiary of the USC. So we have um, editorial control. So we're allowed to criticize mm -hmm. them. But that's where we get our funding from. Mm. But kind of going off your, your comment on like someone sitting in the room thinking they can fuck us My over. Tangent. I would like to, <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to propose a Harry Potter analogy. Ooh, so, okay. have you read Harry Potter? Uh, the first book, yes, I need to catch up. <laughs> okay, so you might not know this, but basically, in the fourth books, mm -hmm. there, Hermione Granger, who is the main female character, comes to a realization that house elves in the Harry Potter world are technically slaves. They're the modern, they're like the equivalent of slaves in the modern world, except that house elves want to be like, it, I'm saying this worse than it is. They want to be slaves. They don't, they don't see anything wrong in this and mm -hmm. neither do the wizarding world because that's their culture. So mm -hmm. Hermione being, she's from the regular world. She was a muggle born witch. She immediately makes this connotation that they're slaves and is like, oh my god, I need to free them and help them. So mm -hmm. she creates this group called Spew, which is advocating for like the the ethical treatment of of house elves. Mm -hmm. And every single house elf is like, no, fuck off, we don't want you. <laughs> we don't need any help. We don't we don't want to be freed. We want to do this. And mm -hmm. all of the regular wizards are like no don't do this like we're not helping you because this is not what they want but she keeps doing it anyways so the whole reason why i bring this analogy up is let's consider hermione granger the <laughs> fanshawe and western leaders and mm. let's consider the house elves students <laughs> While the leader might have the right intentions in what they're doing for students, they are mm -hmm. not consulting students. And, mm -hmm. if stu and if you don't consult students, you shouldn't have the administrative dictatorship over them to determine what is good for them and what is not good for them if you don't even talk to them. Mm. That's why I bring this whole analogy up. <laughs> That well, that was a good analogy. You wrapped it back in because I was like, where, where are we? Because like you said, I didn't read the book, so I was like, where, where are we going with this? Yeah, <laughs> but no, that... like, it was a long <laughs> analogy to basically say you need to consult students to be able to, to say that they need help or that they should be doing certain mm -hmm. things. Exactly, and that's exactly the point. It's just it seems weird that there is this disconnect. And upon my research here at Fanshawe, I became aware of class reps and basically they are representatives of classes and they speak with coordinators to then be able to figure out like how to maneuver whatever issues come up but at the same time i got this information one this is my last semester in school i've been here for almost two years secondly i got it through somebody who works at the fsu so of course they are informed about it because just as you said it's part of your job to be informed right and so it makes me wonder, where is this information? And I don't understand how 
going back to what you said, we're elves in this bitch, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like we're not informed to the correct way that we're supposed to. And maybe that's also that's the faults of the USC and the FSU mm-hmm. for not making that more aware. But then at the same yeah. time, it's like, bruh, I kind of wanted to know like what's helping me in this situation. Yeah, just like you're saying, I think it's, I think it's partly, of course, our own faults for not going out and doing the research. Just I meant university and college should tell you, you, you got to do a lot more work on your own than you may be used to. But at the same time, it information like this, especially if it's meant to help students, should be readily available and easily available, easily digestible. Um, instead of some like nonsense that you find through someone else, through someone else somewhere, somehow, and it's like two people saw it. And I'm like, what, huh? But oh, how was your reading week, Sarah? Did you at least get a break? <laughs> I mean, realistically, no. Like, mm. I thought I would, but I really didn't. Being said, I didn't really do any schoolwork, per se. <laughs> but I was at Nash 83, which is CUPS, the Canadian University Press's mm-hmm. uh, nationwide conference for journalism stu- for people in their journalism, uh, student newspapers. So that was nice to see. Um, different student journalists from across the country. I met a lot of people from UBC or UVic, U of T. Like it was it was fun. The the mm-hmm. Aquinian, which is St. Thomas. Um yeah, so I, I quite enjoyed it. Going back to what you said actually, what was your um did okay, clearly it wasn't necessarily a refresher week because you had some fun with the one event, but like you said, you didn't do anything but you didn't do school work. <laughs> Though yeah. I hate those moments because you know you should be doing something and that kind of defeats the purpose of trying to relax because you're like, I can't relax because I, I know I have stuff to do, but I don't want to do it because I need a break. And it's just like that cycle of I need to get shit done, but I'm not going to do anything because I'm incapable of doing it right now. Yay. So my question is to you, what was your professor's response? Because <laughs> you sent the, a message after you got back. Yeah, she hasn't. She has not responded to me yet because I sent it literally last night after I was on like... <laughs> hour 13 of work and I worked for like 15 hours last night just on midterm stuff and I'm still not done which kind of goes back to your point where I was like I was so so physically exhausted yesterday and it was Mm like 9 30 at night and I've been working since 9 30 that morning Mm -hmm. and I was like I still have to do like two group projects I have a Mm -hmm. midterm to revise for on Tuesday I haven't started Mm -hmm. my midterm that's due on Sunday (laughs) And I was just sitting there like bawling. I'm like, mm. I don't know what to do. I'm I played sports. I know how to time manage. I led workshops on time management, and I'm dying. I'd, I'm so happy you brought up that point because it's not about just managing your time. You know what I mean? Because like like you said, you're an athlete. You've worked and gone to school all simultaneously. So like you clearly understand how to how to get things done in an order and. I'm the same way. Like, I know how to get things done the way that I would like it. But God damn, this something about this semester, man. It's like all that COVID fatigue just hit me hard literally in the last like month. And just like you were saying, I was up yesterday. Girl, let me just let me let me explain the last two days of my life to you. okay? if I can remember it, because it seems like it's been one. So (laughs) yesterday I was up at six started working did not stop until 10 p.m to take a break 
And then I was like, I need to do more work. So <laughs> I went back at 11, went to bed at 12 because I was like, I'm going to punch myself in the face right now because I cannot <laughs> keep doing this. I can't stare at a computer that long. Went to bed, woke up at four, been up since then. And it's literally been work, 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 work. And like, shout out to Riri, but like, it's not fun work, work, work. <laughs> oh my God. Nah, I like literally, it's just been a, a nightmare. And this yeah. is like the first semester where I'm actually taking, like, there's not one course or one professor that I don't like. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in school for six semesters, and this is the <laughs> one semester where I'm like, I like all my profs, I like all mm-hmm. my teachers, and this is the one semester where I don't want to do jack shit because I am tired. So I'm not doing my work, and I'm only doing work because most of my courses are 20% participation. Mm. Oh, man, those participation marks used to be killer. I hated them so much. They oh, are killer. God. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do anything. And I know, like, I feel you. And honestly, literally, I'm in the same boat where I'm like, okay, what assignment do I have to do to make sure I pass? Because guess what? C's get degrees too. So <laughs> at this point for my last semester, I was like, I don't care about grades. I just need to get what I need to get. And then never, ever look at school again for at least probably knowing me another two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is that, I'm also stressed because I know you've yeah. been in the school system for like 10 years. So now you're just like, grades don't, <laughs> grades don't matter as much because I don't need to, I don't want to progress yeah. to another, yeah. to another <laughs> and then I'm just chilling here like, I need to, what am I going to do with a Bachelor of Arts degree at 22? <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. So many people feel like their degrees aren't, are just literally like frames free frames that you can put in your house bro like that's Not free they cost like two hundred dollars oh, to buy from the i forgot <laughs> i forgot that it was expensive to get it from there oh, of course there's literally every and going back to student politics or politics in general somebody's making these decisions like somebody has come up with the idea and the system to say like this is how school is going to be or at least in this particular case this is how graduation is going to be you're going to have to pay for this you have to pay for that you have to do this even though you did all the work still have to pay for the reward and i'm like bruh that seems ridiculous so speaking of student politics girl listen catch me up i've been hearing some things about huron <laughs> from a trusted source <laughs> what's, just what's happening <laughs> what's happening so, at huron basically i think it was yeah i think the decision was made over really big basically huron for those of you who don't know who's in, is an affiliate of western so huron students apply to go to Huron, but they get a Western degree coming out of it. So it's more of that you get different professors, different courses, different degree options that you still graduate with a Western degree. So Huron decided over reading week to say, no, 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 no. We wanna be institutionally independent and give out our own degrees. Interesting. So this will be for the class of 2026. Mm -hmm. And anyone who applied to Huron this year for the class of 2025 will still get a Western degree because they were not aware of the changes that they were, that were being made when they applied to school. Mm -hmm. So from what I've heard and from what students have said, they don't want this change. Mm. This is an administrative thing. Mm -hmm. So Huron will still be able to access some of the services that Western has, like the library but they will be completely independent. Hmm. 
and personally I don't have any skin in the game in this like I'm not a Huron student I don't Mm -hmm. like this doesn't really affect me um I just think it's a dumb dumb idea (laughs) Laurentian just filed for bankruptcy it literally two days later Huron announces like hey you know what we're gonna make our own institution like this is a smart idea in this economy I wonder what prompted it because honestly I remember hearing uh, truthfully rumblings about this like years and years and years ago just because it my friends went to Huron and like people off the cuff were like it's a different world like we're our own campus we're our own this and that and I'm like I go to Kings like I get it and they're just like no 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 it's different at Huron and I'm like uh okay so it's interesting to hear maybe about five years later that that still is happening and now we're at a space where they're actually bringing it into life where they are trying to separate from Western. What I want to know is, uh, is that degree going to be useful? Like, because Western has, a, right? Western has a lot of credibility for as a university and I'm like, Huron is part of Western, but on its own, what credibility will it have, you know? that's the thing that's the whole like argument that i was making is that like who's gonna care about your own degree they're gonna be like what's your on like realistically if you don't yeah, go to western yeah. your mm-hmm. is the least known affiliate like yeah. you know Brett, because that's the all girls one you know kings because mm-hmm. it's relatively big on its own so yep. of all the affiliates i thought kings would be the one to separate first <laughs> just because it's big. yeah so like i just i don't really get it like Mm -hmm. this this can't be a spur of the moment decision either like this would have had Mm -hmm. to take like years of prep because it's still going to take like at least six months to apply to the government to be able to give their own degrees like that's what they had said up front but it's like i just want to know like what was going on in the administrators minds 100 percent. this is something to do that it's a clash between huron and western and something went Mm -hmm. wrong and Mm -hmm. with their administration and they just decided you know what we're going to separate like we're going to be like Quebec and separate from Canada. And I, I, I <laughs> well, I wonder if it's going to turn out the same way and be a failure. So <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to go, because I wonder what their um, admission rate is going to be, because how many people are going to apply realistically to Huron if they can just go to Western and either either at King's or Brussia and still get a Western degree like that. That's really interesting. And going back to what you said, it's more of an administrative decision. Granted, just like you had mentioned, it had to have taken years to be able to actually make this happen or or build the groundwork for it to happen you said students from your um understanding aren't interested in it what makes you say that like what 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 have you been hearing from them so basically (laughs) one of the one of our editorial members is was a Huron student and it like went to Ivy so she still has a lot of connection with um, the community, but they sent us screenshots from, um, from what well, you got receipts. You got I receipts. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> that being said, we might have to cut a little bit out of this because it might be far up. We were talk. we talk a lot. <laughs> so I forget, I even forget how far back this was. Oh my That's God. so funny. Isn't that the it's... best though about group conversations that you're like, wait, I have to scroll up to get like to the really good part. That's what you screenshot at the time, save it in a folder, bring it up whenever you I need know, it. I know, I <laughs> know. Now it's in our Slack. It's in a different, it's in a different group altogether. Oh my God. Speaking of Slack, I just wish that they integrated a voice memo 
because that literally would make it the best because i'm like i don't have to text everything i can just literally quickly shoot a, a voice memo so you hear what i have to say i would think slack would have that completely on a different tangent guys my bad but still <laughs> you think like just in general like having oh it's it's i don't i don't have it anymore but basically it was just mm -hmm. screenshots of students basically outlying from instagram from their instagram mm -hmm. stories on why this okay. is a bad decision and mm -hmm. they were like eight paragraphs like of eight different problems so it was actually quite interesting to read i kind of forget where i put them now i feel like it was in like a reply to a message and you just don't see the replies unless you click into it and i'm too lazy to go through it so no, it's all good don't worry don't worry i literally had to find an email that way and it took me half an hour so <laughs> i feel your pain um but do you remember kind of the gist of what they were saying basically they were just saying like it was like resources it was mm -hmm. the value of the degree it was mm -hmm. see it was it wasn't them flat out saying like this is a bad idea it was mm -hmm. them kind of being like for students you need to consider that you're losing oh it was basically saying you're losing this resource this resource this resource this resource this resource, this resource, mm. this resource. so um like they were basically saying, yeah, you're going to lose your bus pass because the bus pass was from the USC. So oh. that's something that your government will have to advocate for. You're going to wow. lose, you're going to lose these resources. You're going to lose the mental health services that the university provides. I'm not going to go into that because it's not like we have much anyways. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, they're basically saying you're going to lose these resources. These things are going to change. So like inform your decision around these things. That is very interesting, especially about the bus pass part, because there's a huge influx of international students, like even just not even just international, but out of province students that they're not going to bring their car. Like it's London is a pretty decent place to bus around. It's not the worst, but it's not the best. But it's not it, that bus pass comes in handy, you know, especially expensive. because question, you know how um, they have Mustang Express, right? For those that don't yeah. know Mustang Express at night after buses are done running i think it's from um what times do you remember sarah by any chance uh it's up until like 1 a.m i think so yeah it's a, an, a at least an extra hour hour and a half of buses specifically running through downtown to um king's campus i think close to the main gates and like it's it's servicing western students and to get on this this is why i'm bringing it up you need a bus pass so it's interesting they're not going to even have access to that anymore and i remember part of the reason why they wanted to use the must or bring the mustang express because it's still relatively new if i'm not mistaken uh or maybe i i don't know who knows but <laughs> it was to help out a lot of basically the drunk kids that were downtown they wanted to take care of them and partly get them out of london's quote-unquote way so it's interesting that Huron is kind of going to lose. It's Huron is going to have to build their own connection to London, and knowing how London already has a kind of a heated relationship, I would say, or love hate relationship with Western, I wonder how inclined they're going to be to accept Huron as its own. That that's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting because, as you mentioned mm -hmm. before, I think personally, just from the standpoint that. There's going to be a big decrease in enrollment. Oh, like absolutely. Decrease in absolutely, absolutely. Because they don't have the reputation. They were the smallest affiliate anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've like London likes Western because we bring in students to like we bring in stuff. money. <laughs> we bring in money. Yep. That being said, do they really like us as individuals? Eh, that's iffy. 
so I feel like one is not going to care per se because it's just a subset of Western. But I think mm-hmm. that it, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be different with like it's going to be different for government purposes and like negotiating yeah. bus passes and stuff. Like that's a whole other beast. Yeah, I, I always forget because the USC, as much as people complain about them, <laughs> they have done a pretty decent job of having an infrastructure that I guess is reliable enough for students that are current and incoming students that you can kind of get a semblance of how your time is going to be. But if it's all of that up in the air, girl, who's going to want to apply to here on it? Sounds like a, a shit show, man. Speaking of that... <laughs> Is there an opportunity for people to, I guess, express this outside of just express their their thoughts, feelings, concerns um, outside of just Instagram? I'm sure there is. There was a town hall <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was the 22nd, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. I don't really know what, what went down in that town hall. But I feel so- like you could you could probably talk to your administration about it, but I have no idea. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. No one has any idea about what's going on. (laughs) And all these decisions are still being made even without any of our input, regardless of the fact that we are paying to be here or, um, well, yeah, we are paying to be here and we are paying to learn. And it just seems like there's so many different hindrances to getting that education. And as many other things, that sentence made no sense. (laughs) With COVID exposing... um, basically all the bullshit within all the underlining bullshit that we did not really see because we were distracted based on the fact that i guess we can go outside who knew but (laughs) all the underlining and right all the underlining issues are being exposed now and it just seems like students have the real shit end of the stick even though we are bearing the bill and it's such a weird dynamic and it just this year and i've always felt this way to be honest with you but this year has really has really made that more obvious in every single way, especially mental health services. Glad that you had mentioned that. Now, I never used USC like, hmm. Actually, let me think about that before I say that statement. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I kind of sort of use some of their mental health ser- services at King's, but never at main campus. Um, how's your experience or those of that you know of? Because I know you said that it's not the best. What makes you think it's not the best? I used it. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I used it. Okay. <laughs> so you're speaking from experience, girl. I feel I'm speaking that. Speaking from experience. Mm. So, um, eh. look, <laughs> I try to phrase this like as politely as I can because I've made my opinions quite known. Listen, politeness <sighs> can go out the door. This is a podcast for you and I to vent. <laughs> diagnosed with major depression and anxiety in October of my first year so uh, two and a half years ago Mm -hmm. and I was put on medication in February right before my 19th birthday so basically two years ago now Mm -hmm. and oh my goodness so I was having a rough time because I went to a university where I didn't really know anyone Mm-hmm. I was the furthest away from home than all my friends. Um, my friends had all found boyfriends and really good friends in their rooms and their floors, and I didn't really have anyone. Mm-hmm. So I was going going through the waves. Mm-hmm. And I will 
I will just make this comment because I went to the student health services specifically. I was also like had pneumonia and stuff. So I was going using the doctors a lot going every two weeks just to keep up on my case and stuff. And I use their health, mental health services. And mm -hmm. I had to like jump through hoops to even access it anyways, because it was just a pain in the ass kind of system to just like apply for it in my first year. Mm -hmm. But so I went to this woman and it took me like, I had to go in like three times and do separate things just to see someone, which was annoying. And I didn't really like her. She mm -hmm. wasn't the nicest. Ooh, and yikes. she wasn't the best therapist, even though they are therapists. But I scheduled another appointment again, just because I really didn't have anybody. And I didn't know where to go. And let's just say that in said appointment, mm -hmm. this therapist looked me in the eyes and said, you cannot be depressed. Your marks are too high. Wow. You it was a 90-minute, it was a 90-minute session. I left after 10 minutes. And I've never been back. You know what's so effed up about that story? First off, I'm sorry that was your experience, because that sounds awful. Um, I had a friend at Sorry, Western, I guess today's the day we shit on you, but <laughs> that went to Western and had a strikingly similar experience. Now, she wasn't on the main campus. Um, she was at a different one. I don't want to expose it, but she was at a different campus. And basically, they said, you're too, you look too good to be as depressed as you say you are. And I'm like, so that that makes absolutely no sense to me how can somebody look too good or be too smart or get too many grades to feel something like because essentially that's what it is you feel bad you know what i mean you feel depressed so it's such a mind fuck when somebody says something like that it was just it was really odd because mm -hmm. i just sat there and i had to like absorb it for like a minute i sat there and i literally went like you know, Einstein was depressed, right? Mm. Like, mm. that man was seeing therapists, and he's considered, like, one of the smartest people to ever have lived. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there's no correlation between being smart mm -hmm. and not being depressed. Yeah. Like, there's no correlation between that. Like, if, I, if anything, I've always heard the more you know, the more sad you are about life just because you can't ignore shit. That's why ignorance is bliss. But go on. No, I know. I was just like, because I, I literally said to her, I'm like, look, like, I'm getting good marks. Like, I was a good student in high school. I also mm -hmm. had different issues in high school. So, mm -hmm. like, this isn't necessarily a new thing. It's just a very increased, amplified thing that I didn't think would happen. So I was just like, what is going on? And after that, I was just like, she was, then she, then I was like, I was sobbing at that point. Cause I'm like, you mm. like, why, why did you say that to me? Yeah. And then she's like, well, then why did you come back? Like, if you didn't like me, cause I straight up told her, I'm like, you weren't, I didn't really like you. And then she's like, well, then why did you come back? And I'm like, cause I didn't have anywhere else to go. And I'm like, okay, I'm finished. Goodbye. <laughs> I left. I that is 
God damn, that is a terrible experience. I hope you reported her because that kind of stuff, like if you were any more fragile, who knows what would have happened? Well, Well, going back to what I meant, student politics. How do we do anything? We have no idea how this shit functions until we're told that decisions are made for us. You know what I mean? Like it should be readily and easily available for you to understand one, the uh, not the connection, but the interaction that you're going to have, what you can do about it if you like it or if you don't like it. But clearly, as you said, that you didn't know what to do. So you went back because you had nowhere else to go. And this woman used that against you. What a yeah. manipulation. So I, I was Mm-mm-mm. like, I don't like, I remember her. I remember her first name, but I don't know her mm-hmm. last name. So it's not mm-hmm. like I could ever report her. And now that it's mm-hmm. been two and a half years, like no one's going to take me seriously. They're going to be like, okay, so why didn't you do it before? And I'm like, because I didn't know what to do. But it's like, I didn't even have like a support system to go to. I wasn't on the paper at this time. So I didn't really mm. have many people at Western. So I was just like, like, what do I do? I literally called my mom and I was just sitting on the phone, like crying. Cause I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Yeah. Like, I'm being stirred over here. <laughs> so it, like eventually I went, so I actually went to, I had a really good doctor at student health services who was able to mm-hmm. like help me through. And yes, she wasn't a therapist, but she re- referred me and I like Mm -hmm. I I got resources like don't worry but I was just like there's a reason why I've never ever ever gone back to western mental health services is because Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not the only one and I'm just another story in this cog that is that is the truth yeah yikes mama mia I oh I want to egg someone's house now god damn that was a (laughs) terrible thing Oh my god. I was like, what a horrible person. Like, who says that type of shit? Oh my goodness. But yes, I can't speak too, too much about fanshaws. Um, they're pretty decent from what I've experienced. But who I would just, as an adult, because here's the thing in your 19 year old mind, I would have done the exact same thing. I'm like, I don't know what to do. But just in my mind right now, I'm like, I'm going to fuck someone up. Like, who says that? That's not okay. Like, at like- all in the slightest. Like when you're a kid, like I was, mm-hmm. I was 18, I was fresh off to mm-hmm. school, I was excited to go to school, and when your expectations aren't what you think they're going to be, because yeah, I probably romanticized it a bit, like my parents went to Western, they absolutely adored their time, like the campus is beautiful, I, people that I talked to really love the campus, and then when your expectations aren't what you think they are, you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, so what am I now? So when you're mm. 18, like you're still a kid. Like, let's Absolutely. be real. You might be legally an adult. You're still a kid. Absolutely. So I'm just like, like, what do I do? I'm two and a half hours away from home. Like, I don't really see my family. I, like, I don't know what to do. Mm. So it was just, I was very, very lost, confused, all of the, all that jazz. <laughs> Mm. Well, now with the information that you do have, if somebody's listening and they felt like they needed to complain, what do you think they could do? Oh, to complain about administration, that's hard. Mm. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, that's I hard, wonder I why. Would, I wonder why. But <laughs> I would definitely, at least if you're a Western student, go to the USC because the USC is a big advocating service. Mm-hmm. So they will try, from what they'll try to advocate on your behalf. Um, it's hard because again, we don't know what to do. I still don't really know what to do. And I've been here for three and a half years or for two and a half years. I feel like I I know I keep reiterating student politics, but just because we're both in school and this, 
if we had somebody advocating on our behalf, at least in that administrative side, I feel like we would feel a little bit better. But eh, I don't think people care enough about student politics to keep up with it because so much shit is going on in your life genuinely, especially at that generally, excuse me, especially at that age anyway, that you're like, do I really want to care about this until something so big happens that you're like, who let this happen? And that's the stage I'm at right now where I'm like, how how is this happening? Who let this? Who co-signed this? Who's who's allowing this? And now I'm sitting here being like, I need to understand this infrastructure a month and a half away from graduation. <laughs> like it's like, does it even matter to me anymore? No. Exactly. But I still want to know what's going on. And that's the thing. And absolutely, I'm realizing just how much I can do after I'm graduate after I graduate when it comes to the FSU, for example. So for me, hey guys, this might be a little start to my political run here <laughs> at Fanshawe, but yeah, no, I'm definitely more interested now to see what I can do even as an alumni because there's just so much lack of communication and it's, whew, like I said, this this semester has hit me hard and I'm like, bruh, if if I had to do this for another year, I don't, th I think I would have deferred my year because I'm like, it's been such a shit show and so stressful that it seems, mm, it seems just like, yeah, somebody needs to do something about it. And I genuinely feel bad for those that are one, coming into this infrastructure and two, those that are still remaining in it. So it's just, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely more interested in student politics now. So I hope the rest of you guys are because <laughs> our FSU elections are coming up soon. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys have your election issue coming out on the 5th, don't you? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like i don't know i had i went through all of western's elections so mm -hmm. like i've been i've been there done that like <laughs> i <laughs> what is the one so, thing you learned from covering all of that that i never want to go into politics oh how come <laughs> <laughs> it was just it's dumb stuff like like I've I've been told by my family members, or at least my extended family members who don't really know me as much, because half my family's from like Quebec. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, when, whenever I see my posts on Facebook about my articles, they'll mm -hmm. they'll write in French. They'll be like, "Oh, she could be a really great journalist or a politician." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to." <laughs> but it's it's mainly because I just get bored as well. <laughs> like. I've had to cover a council meeting before and I'm just bored. <laughs> There's like amendments to amendments. I'm just like, I'm going in too deep. I'm sitting there yeah. like, please just let me play among us. Please let me do anything else. And I feel like politics needs to be a little bit more in invigorating to the hopefully attract more people because I feel like it's purposely made to be so boring. So those that can don't do because you're like I, just like you said you are more than capable of being in those environments and and giving the correct feedback not correct but feedback in a way that would, would be beneficial but like you said it's boring who wants to sit there and listen to all of that like and so now on the docket amendment 158 like no thank you i don't want to <laughs> and it's just i i hope to be able to bring something I don't know, fun. Like, they, it's, it's not impossible to have fun with this information, you know what I mean? It's just in the way that you present it and the people you're engaging with. But, yeah, no, I feel you. It's boring sometimes. Very boring sometimes. A lot of the sometimes. information, I'm sure, is really mm -hmm. fun. Like, the things that I learned or like, I had to, like, I, I read all of our candidates, our presidential candidates' platforms, 
So mm-hmm. I was able, like, it's interesting to see the knowledge that they're bringing in and maybe mm-hmm. some of the things that they're excluding. So honestly, I liked talking to them and just asking them these the hard, the hard questions. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was enjoyable. But I don't want to go to every single Board of Governors meeting or, like, if yeah. I was a politics reporter, like... I'd have a stable job. Like, I won't complain. But right now, at 21, I'm just like, nah. I'm bored by them. <laughs> Especially oh students. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. You're bored. I'm just getting started now. We're on opposite spectrums, <laughs> opposite yeah. sides of the spectrum. Oh, and on that note, just some food for thought, guys. Uh, although Sarah's made it adamantly clear she has zero interest in it. I just think it's important to remember politics is everywhere and incorporated in everything, be it in school or outside of it. There are people making decisions for all of us in every aspect of our lives. And I think it's important to begin exercising that power to vote. So those so those voices that are representing us are actually a reflection of us. Now, granted, I got my political awakening eh, a little late for some, (laughs) but nonetheless, I still think it's very important. So I hope to hear and see a lot of you vote for our FSU elections. I will have more information about that in the incoming podcasts. But with that being said, don't forget, wear a mask, trust the experts, and support student media. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>